I was a very nosy kid and I was very inquisitive. So my grandmother had this really old sewing machine and it was like an antique and I always wanted to touch it. I always wanted to play with it. It transcended into something that I grew to love. Jaylamina Lanier, and I'm the owner of Normal Culture. I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia with my mom and two siblings. Growing up, I would like to say that I come from very, very humble beginnings. I always saw my mom working a lot, going to school and furthering her education while taking care of us and really instilling in us the importance of education and working hard and really just getting out into the world and making our imprint. I was very inquisitive. I always wanted to know how things worked. I always wanted to learn what other people were doing around me. So my grandmother had this really old sewing machine and it was like an antique and I always wanted to touch it. I always wanted to play with it. And she would never let me. And so she would always say like, if you want to learn how to sew, then you got to hand stitch first. So she would have all of these like patterns against the wall in the kitchen. She would let us like cut a piece of fabric and then like she would teach us how to like hand stitch a needle. And it would kind of go from there and we would take like the stuffing out of like pillows and we would create like little dolls or just like a little square pillow or just like things that like made us feel like we were actually like doing something. I remember my grandmother's hands moving very slowly across the sewing machine. And her hands are very, very, very soft, very well manicured. She has beautiful hands. And so I would always remember her like running the fabric through the machine and just hearing the machine. And it's like a rhythm. In a world where there are so many moving parts, a lot of people have anxiety and just very high energy. You know, she sits at that sewing machine and it's like the world stops. One day I was at my house and I called my mom and I told her, I said, I think I want to start sewing. And at that time I had started looking up like videos on YouTube and I knew my mom had just gotten like two brand new sewing machines. They had been sitting in her garage and she wasn't using them at all. So I'm like, hey, can I like, can I have those sewing machines? And she just straight up told me no. She was like, no, if you want to learn how to sew, you know, I think that you should just buy your own machines and you'll appreciate it more and you'll take better care of them. And these are my machines, so buy your own. So my mom, she walked me through the process of um, which sewing machine to buy and which serger to buy. And I actually still have my original machines that I learned how to sew on and they're very near and dear to me. And you know, they hold a special place in my heart because that's when I started my cut and sew journey for my brand. I travel a lot and the first thing that I decided to cut up was a bikini because I had so many of them. I went in my closet, I grabbed a few bikinis and I literally took them apart and I used those to make patterns. And the first couple of bikinis that I made were not good. Like they were like terrible. The lines were crooked. They were cute, but you knew that when you saw those, like I was just now starting off and it just amazed me to be able to pull out a sketchbook and design something and translate what I did on paper to now like a garment. 
And years later, here we are, like I have a whole operation and it's just beautiful to see how far I've come and to develop a genuine love for it and to have my family there along the way, whether it's my grandmother or my aunt or my mom. I can call them at any given time and say, hey, my sewing machine's doing something weird. And like my aunt, she's like a mechanic. She's like, well, hold your phone up to the sewing machine. Let me hear what noise is it making or call me on FaceTime. Let me see what it's doing. So I do that a lot with her. Or at one point in time, I will always do that with her. And when I needed to like rethread my surgery, which takes so much time, she's like, okay, just take your time. You got tweezers and just different things like that or like bouncing different ideas off of her because my aunt is also a fashion designer. Just having people around me that have a love for it and to see like what they were able to do in their lives and with their careers and for me to take that same energy and pour it into my business and take it literally to the next level and literally light years on. I think it's really beautiful to have that instilled in me and to create a legacy for whoever else is younger than me and for my own children. Normal Culture is an amazing brand. We really strive to create the new norms. We want women and men to be able to visually express themselves through artistic clothing and to just know that you can push the envelope and you can be as individualistic as you like and you can wear whatever you want and we really want you to feel as comfortable in your own skin and as confident and as body conscious as you want to be and know that you can be as fashion forward and you can really get out here and you can be lit and you can step. Typically, my design process starts with music. I'm a firm believer that music is the soundtrack of life, and I usually allow the music to lead me. I also like to study different trends on social media. I like to see what the girls like, what they're wearing, and then I add a little bit of a flair to it, or you know, I may change the colorway on it. I may add more stitching to something, or I may go and make something a little bit more exaggerated. So my design process will always start with music and then whatever it is that I've been studying on social media or whatever is like hot on the red carpet or in magazines, I take that stuff and I break out my sketchbook and I say, okay, Jayla, what can we do to give the girls these pieces, but let's translate it into white. Let's translate it into something a little bit more classy or let's translate this garment into something that is multifunctional, something you can wear in the pool and outside of the pool, something you can wear during the day and something you can wear at night, something that can be ultra sexy or something that you can throw sneakers on with and you can dress down. As a designer, I can really appreciate my journey through the modeling industry. I really feel like it's helped me to turn my brand into something beautiful. And I feel like it's really allowed me the opportunity to work with my models. For me, working behind the scenes, I'm able to translate exactly what I want from them in the most constructive way because I've been a model before and I know how I want the pictures to translate. I know how I want the poses to look. I know which direction they need to pose or how they need to turn to, to find their light and give the garment a silhouette. And a lot of people, if they've never done it before, they might not know how to tell someone how to pose to find a silhouette or how do you tell someone to find their light. So basically finding your light is, if I'm looking in a camera, there's a light right here. And I know that on my face, I have like on my cheekbones. 
So if I want to turn to the side and I want you to catch my light, I can look at this light and I can also see the camera out of my peripheral vision. And I know that if I'm turned this way, you can't really see me, but if I turn my face just a little bit, all I have to do is move my eyes at this point, but you can still see the highlight on the side of my face. You can see my bone structure. If I'm standing, I found my light. My light is here, but I can still see the camera from my peripheral vision and I can turn my eyes and I can give you a little bit of an eye. I can put my hands here. I can move my body without having to move my face too much. But the key is to always find the light so that it hits you in the most flattering way possible. Depending on what you're wearing or what the garment is will really depend on how you would like to pose. So for me, because I have on a dress, I know that this dress has a lot of really key points to it that a, that a designer would really like to highlight. So for me, I would pose from the front and then I would also turn and I would pose from the side so that you're able to see the side boob and how it elongates across the back in the silhouette. And then I would also turn to the back so that you're able to see how there's a racer back here and how it really accentuates the shoulders and it gives the back a very defined, sexy um, flat. It makes the back flat and it this part here is gonna make it look really, really sexy and it's gonna kinda like elongate the back because it gives it like a dip, so to speak, or like a curve rather. Anatomy is one of the things that I take into consideration when I'm designing a piece. I'm a tall woman, I'm 5'9", and I remember growing up that it was a very hard task or a very tedious task for me to find pants that fit my body or for shirts that were long enough for my arms. And so when I'm creating garments, I always keep that in mind, like what do the tall girls need? What is the industry missing? And I think that a lot of times they they skip a step when it comes to creating clothes that tall women can wear. And not just tall, thin women, tall women that are full figured, tall women that are curvy, tall women that may have a long torso with shorter legs or tall women that may have really big boobs and that may be smaller at the bottom. So I try to keep all of those things in mind. Like if I were buying something or if I was looking for something, what would I want? I want pants that go to the bottom of my foot when I put them on. I want them to still fit sexy. When I put on a long sleeve shirt, I want the cuff or I want the sleeve to go past my wrist. I want it to kind of like hang on my arm a little bit so that if I wash it a few times, it can shrink and then I still have a little bit of wearability out of it. Same thing with bottoms. Like I want women with big boobs to know that you can still be sexy and you can still like 
be a little bit revealing but have that extra coverage that you need. I want women with long legs to know that you can put on some pants or you can put on a skirt and it's going to hit you in all the right spots. And if you're a small, then I have a small for a tall girl. Or if you're a medium or if you're a large or an extra large or whatever it is, like I thought about all of those things and I make sure that when I'm designing things or garments, I'm keeping us tall girls in mind. Get my last you get my last when it comes down to choosing colors for my garments, it's pretty easy for me. I wear white every day and I've been wearing white for nine years. So all of my ready to wear garments are white, off white or cream. They're always gonna be in that color family. Same thing with my swimwear, but every season I would like to give the girls a pop of color. So when I just did like my show for Miami Swim Week, I knew that the industry was really hot with like neons and vibrant colors and bright colors. So I wanted to make sure that I incorporated a few of those into my brand. All of my pieces come in white and then every now and then I may make a bikini and it may come in like white and then you'll get like two supplementary colors. All of the ready to wear garments will always come in white and then you might get one supplementary color. I don't really make a lot of black items because I feel like black is such an oversaturated color and it's so safe that I almost try to stay away from it. It's almost too expected. But every now and then I might give you one black piece like once a year and then once it's gone, it's gone. Technology has really transformed and elevated over the last couple of years. Even since when I started designing, like for me, I'm very traditional with it. I still use a sketchbook and a pencil whenever I have a creative idea or something that I would like to translate into a garment. But now like you literally can pull out your iPad and one of the those cool stylists or little pens. You literally can create an entire garment or an entire line right there from your iPad or from your laptop. They have so many different things that you can use now to your advantage. Even now when it comes to sewing machines, they've advanced those and you literally can tap a few buttons and the settings are already there. You can do lots of different stitches and you can, you know, literally anything that you anything that you can think of when it comes to the technical aspect of making a garment you pretty much can hit a few buttons on your sewing machine and just run the fabric through and it it will automatically know exactly what you need to do as opposed to when I think back to my grandmother's sewing machine from like the early 1900s that is connected to a table and it has like you know just a few gears and a presser foot and some needles and then <laughs> That's pretty much it. So just to think about what my grandmother was using back in the day to create beautiful garments and what I'm able to use and what other designers are able to use now is just absolutely amazing. Being a woman in business is not always easy. I feel like we really have to work hard and we have to prove ourselves. And when I first started my clothing line, like I didn't know what I was doing. A lot of people overcharged me for things. A lot of people literally took advantage of my, vulner my vulnerability. But I was always in a place where I wanted to be a student of the game. I wanted to learn everything that I could. I wanted to get my feet wet and I wanted that firsthand experience, even if it meant 
you know, having to go back to the drawing board a few times or having to just seek out certain information for myself. I was never afraid of the hard work because I know that hard work pays off. And as a woman, I feel like we may have to work a little bit harder, but the rewards are always sweeter for us because we are the mind behind a lot of things. We are the gears behind a lot of things and a lot of big brands and a lot of big companies, those big machines that are very powerful, that literally make the world go round. Those are women. We are the heartbeat of the world. And when you really take a step back and you can take that same energy that you put into another person's business or into their brand or into something that they're doing and you take that same energy and drive and when you're doing it for yourself and you see the results, you love it 10 times more because you know that it's your baby. It's something that you literally started from a thought. And that's literally how my brand was or how my brand is. It literally started as a thought one day, being home from college on the phone, coming up with a, a cool name for a business that I would create years later. pretty positive person. So when it comes to my brand, I don't even think I really have challenges per se. I think that I get opportunities to learn lessons to make things better. So for me, I am my biggest critic. I'm always going to look at everything with a different level of scrutiny than someone else. I'm a perfectionist. I will always go back and look at things two and three times to make sure that it's perfect, to make sure that it's something that I would actually wear. Or if the consumer was to see it and if they were critical, then they would be just as pleased as I am with whatever it is that I'm creating. Material plays a lot into what I create. I can create something and I'll have an idea of what I want it to look like on a on a garment and I may make it in one material and then it may not translate well. And then I may try a few different more materials and those may look better and some of those materials I may actually combine together. I may make a garment that, that has multiple different materials like encompassed into one. So I think that it's important because uh, materials create texture and they give garments character. Um, especially because I make a lot of garments that are white. I don't like for the clothes to just look flat. I don't want it to just be a boring canvas. I want people to look at it and even if it is something that's white, I want you to be able to look at the stitching and be in awe. I want you to be able to look at the minor details like a root, a rooch butt or a rooch pant leg and say, oh wow, she thought about something extra there. And because the material is very stretchy and very breathable, it brings another level of practicality to the garment for the everyday working woman. Designing creativity is imperative for evolving fashion because everything around us is always changing just like technology and people are always looking for the next hottest thing and when you're able to design things, you're able to stay ahead of the game. It's almost like creating music, like you are creating what people are wearing. You are giving people something that helps them bring their personality alive. And if you can stay ahead of the curve and you can create like a new movement of some sort, or if you can create like a new genre of clothing, so to speak. I 
I remember when I was growing up, I would always see my aunt recreating something. She would have this glue gun and she would just get to gluing things. And I would always spend a lot of time with her in the thrift store. And I hated it. I absolutely hated it. And the older I got, the more I learned to love the thrift store because there are so many gems in the thrift store. There are so many pieces that can be repurposed and so many things that you can, you can go get a shirt that's way too big for you and, and alter it to where it fits you perfectly. And now you know for a fact that when you go somewhere, no one is gonna have on what you're wearing. And for a long time, that's what I would do. I would literally thrift. I was an avid thrifter when I was in college and in my early 20s. And I got that from my aunt. And just seeing like her design process and like her working with like Anna Sui when she was in college and you know, her interning for New York Fashion Week and doing different things like that. Like she was the fashionista in the family and I really look up to her and I think that she's really the person outside of anybody else that really, really has supported me and has really, really made it a beautiful journey for me to step into fashion and know that I can do this even though I never went to school for it even though I never saw myself doing this growing up like she's always been my biggest supporter when it comes to chasing my dreams within the fashion industry and just knowing that I can be as creative as I want to be and I can create trends or I can change trends or I can elevate trends and it's it's solely based off of my creativity and what I want the world to get from me. It's definitely been a journey and I can say that I wouldn't trade one thing about it. I love, love, love everything about being able to design, being able to see women in my clothes, being able to do fashion shows, from being a model to now a designer and being on both sides of the industry and just seeing how people are responding to my garments and to my creativity. It's literally the most rewarding feeling that I have. Oh, 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 o